Thank you for listening to this episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. If you'd like to listen to bonus episodes, go sign up to the Patreon. That's patreon.com. Clom. Ah, we fucked it. Anyway, you'll look, you'll find a way. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, and welcome to this very, very, very special episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan. Why is it very, very, very special? Well, on most episodes of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan, I spend a great long amount of time working on the editing. I, uh, I take all the coughing out if I have to cough. Uh, any swear words that I accidentally say or say on purpose, I edit them out so that we have a wider audience. Uh, I don't want to limit my freedom of expression. So I try and leave in as much of the swear word as I can, but also, you know, because I want you to know what they are, but also I don't want to be penalised from advertisers who go, you know, you can't say <clears throat> the things that uh, James just said. But I won't be swearing on this podcast if I can manage it, because this is a very, 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 very special episode of the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plant. It is an episode where... I do no editing. There can be no editing for this podcast because there's just no time. We are pressing right up against the deadline of having to have an episode out. Uh, I didn't record an episode during the week because I recorded two big things this week. A, a bonus episode. Enjoy that. It came out on the weekend. You're very welcome. And I also did the audio book that you can get on Patreon of my new book of poems. Marlon Brando, 9-11, beautiful poems that everybody will love. Oh, and there's Dad. There's Dad in the front yard. There's Dad. Uh, hey, Dad. Dad, do you want to come here on the podcast? Anyway, the reason this is a very special episode is because there's no editing because I don't have time. I'm just sitting in the Volvo and we're moving house. We've got maybe one more trip to the, um, the house to do. Oh, is he coming in? He's going to sit in the car. 
He's going to sit in the car with me. Yeah, oh, no, hold on. Sorry. Hold on. I'll just unlock that for you. I just thought you'd... Yes, welcome. Welcome uh, to the podcast. My dad, Daryl McCann. Dad, how are you? Look, it's great to be in your studio, James. Are you putting on a little voice? <laughs> I'm the one who puts on the little oh, voice sorry, for the okay. podcast. Um, so what are we doing at the moment? We're moving house. Uh, we're moving house, and I'm just um, taking some boxes from the front and putting them into the back shed for storage. I say my favourite thing about the house we're moving into is that we've got your family first uh, core flutes up in the living room. And so you look down at us benignly, you know, letting us know that you're putting the family first. Well, that is what family first is all about, James. And um, I, I don't like to see my face up there, actually, because I'm a very modest fellow. Okay, well... You wouldn't let me put my Billy Oakley. <laughs> you wouldn't let me put my painting in your room to keep it safe. You won't let me put uh, your own face up in the living room. Maybe you'll do the interior design. Anyway, you've been talking about the importance of us to do a podcast. And would, is there anything you'd like to say about the evolving situation in Ukraine? Look, you're fabulous. Uh, I, I just say you've, you've been talking and writing about Ukraine all week as well as moving house. So it's been a lot of Ukraine chat. A lot of Ukraine chat. We've got the article coming out in... Um the October edition of Quadrant uh, on the Ukraine, and I've just finished an article um, on the latest developments in Ukraine, which, uh, you know, we'll see how we go, might be in the spectator come Thursday right. evening. We'll have to find out. Gosh, did you notice how many of those people today at the party use the expression Battle of the Bulge? Yes, uh, because we know a lot of group thing happens uh, with uh, people, and uh, they can't come up with their own ideas, but it's, it's not a bad idea, even if it's not original. That's very, that's the sort of magnanimity we've come to expect from Daryl McCann. Uh, now, quickly before you go, your yes. poem, your poem is here in Marlon Brando 911, uh, my book of poems, and I've put that in the end. And are you happy with uh, the poem? Uh, in what sense? The the way you've set it out? Uh, you know, your poem you've written? Do you think you've written a good poem there? Oh, look, it's not for me to say, James. And, of course, it doesn't measure up to the genius of my son and his work. I'm just looking at... That's very kind. James Brown is my hero. That's not my poem. Not many people know that. Some people barely say that's a poem. They say that's uh, <laughs> that's an essay that I wrote and, and I just put some random line breaks in there. Yeah, it's... Uh, so, uh, to be amongst... To have my little poem at the end there, this work of genius, one poem after another... Is it's really one of the great moments in my life, James, and I appreciate that. It's very kind, very gracious. Thank you so much. I will. I've got maybe fifteen minutes of podcast to do, and then we can um, unload this car and go back over the old house. And all right, looking forward to it. All right, thank you, Dad. Darren McCann there, coming and joining us in the studio. A very, 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 very special episode here. It's not often that we get Dad on the show. Gosh, you know, what would be extraordinarily special is if we ever managed to get my wife on the show. I've made a number of attempts. It's her birthday today. I don't remember if I said that already. We had a wonderful um, time together. I love her so much. Oh, this moving house is so hard, but it'll be worth it if we all have a nice home to live in together. And, of course, at some point that home should be an aquatic home, a sea home. The only A-plus home is a home on the sea. And I think of the great big boat, the enormous catamaran, a sea atamaran on the C-E-A, ocean. Ocean, that has a sea in it. I don't know what I'm saying. I just... Someone raised to me this week... Sorry, so that part one, part one of the podcast, I just wanted to mention, we're moving house. 
uh, and I ran out of time this week to do a podcast with a lot of editing. And also Dad was on the show. Okay, wonderful. Now, someone mentioned this week uh, who's a semi-listener of the podcast. They said they'd been speaking to someone who is a listener of the show. And the, the listener of the show had said, oh, he didn't get the boat. Like it was in the past tense. Like I'd been doing the podcast and uh, oh, I didn't actually get the boat. Listener, I will concede this is a longer journey to boat ownership than I had anticipated. I had thought the podcast would just blow up fairly immediately and um, and I'd probably have a boat by week three. And we're coming up on episode like 40-something and uh, yet still no boat. But I think we would have to concede on our journey towards the boat, exquisite things are happening. Uh, I'll talk about the book of poems in a moment and the successes there. But the number of listeners to this podcast, huge, very big, very excellent. Um, In terms of uh, uh, money that's coming in, I mean, the art auction was enjoyable. I'm looking at doing another art auction. Everyone said I had to do another one, and we're really looking at how to do that. I just think we're moving ahead. There will be a boat, and I think it's probably time to think about setting a time limit on when I have the boat. You know, things life gets in the way. You move house. Your wife has a birthday. You've got children to look after. There's another child on the way at Christmas time. So I think next year, early next year, I think we just take whatever money we have raised so far. I don't know how much money that will be. Uh, by that point, but I'll just buy the boat that I can, you know. Obviously, we want $500,000 for the catamaran. That's been the target since very, very early on in the show. But I think so that um, so that we at least have a, some sort of boat. I think even if it's a paddle boat, if it's a rowboat, it would be good to be recording this podcast uh, from water. I'm... I'm frankly getting a little cramped forever doing it in the Volvo and there's absolutely no room in the new house for it. So current speculative plan is whatever money we have, maybe after the art auction next year, if we do the art auction again, we just we buy the boat of the level that we're at. You know, if that's a boogie board, fine. If that's a full-scale replica of the Titanic, even better. I will just be careful not to sail it through any particularly cold water. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, I've, just, I've, been, I've been saving up wanting to talk about the book of poems. I'm just sitting here ready to... We spoke about it a little bit with the old... Sorry, my manager is texting me. Oh, that's so nice. Just letting me know that he's bought a copy of my book of poems. How's that? How's that for all things coming together? In fact, you know what we'll do? You know what we'll do? I will call him right now. And we will uh, chat to him, if we can. And that will be the interview section. And I'll tell him. Hello, you're on the James Donald Forbes McCann Catamaran Plan podcast. Jake. Hello, James. How are you? I'm so well. Thank you for ordering uh, your copy of Marlon Brando 911 Beautiful Poems that everybody will love. Oh, 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 it's an absolute pleasure to order. From start to finish, the, uh, the checkout, uh, the checkout uh, uh, process was seamless. I think those good people at Amazon have done a fine job streamlining that affair. Uh, would you like to know how well the poems are doing? Uh, I, I, I would. What, what, uh, what, measure, what unit of measurement are you uh, using here? 
I'm going to use, I, I won't rate it overall because poetry is, you know, maybe less uh, popular than um, hardcore erotica. No, don't be daft. No, no, I think we put it in its own category. <laughs> just, as, just as many men and women are masturbating to poetry as they are. Oh, now come on, come on. Now I have to edit the podcast. I was trying to do a quick episode that didn't have to have any editing. You've absolutely bespoiled that with your body mouth. Let's keep it clean. All right? Keep it clean. Now, in the Australian poetry category, we are number one, baby. We have the number one best-selling book of Australian poems on Amazon. We're MVP, most valued poetry. <laughs> Financially, yes. I don't know. I mean, so few people will have received their copy yet, you know, because now, it does take time. I, I do mean to ask. I do mean to ask. Do I, now, I get 15% of your proceeds, uh, not from the book, but uh, I have purchased it at full price. Is there a kind of a reverse 15% that I can, can I, can I garner a uh, slight discount? That's a conversation we'll definitely want off air. I don't know if, if I, I don't want to be accused of paying people to buy the book. I want you to state the truth right now that you bought that book entirely off your own back and any recompense would be uh, entirely uh, out of generosity and not pre-planned on my part. I hand on heart, I bought it purely of my own volition. That's what we like to hear. Jake, uh, and, and what, thank you for having me as well for that live show, The Catamaran Plan, last time I was in town. You're so welcome, James. Well, this has been our interview with Jake Smith. I'll just... Where are we up to? We're at 10 minutes in, and that's where I have to edit out you saying the word masturbate and the word boy and all your other fucking disgusting fucking shit. Disgusting. Wrong. And can I I just quickly tell a story now? On my way back from that gig in Brisbane, I don't know if I spoke about this on the podcast or if there was too much else going on, but I drove your car. That car broke down. That clutch was like a pudding, and um, and you came and got me, and I, I abandoned your car, and you got me to the airport on time. It was a masterful performance for a manager, for a friend, and I'd like to take this opportunity to say to you on the air, thank you very much. Thank you, James. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It was a, it was an adventure for all, and honestly, I, I, I hold no ill will to anyone but my clutch. Yes, I think it's time to... Buy an automatic, personally. Mm, you won't be driving that, though, will you? <laughs> you won't be I don't think I'll probably get to drive any of your cars ever again. Thank you so much. Jake Smith, God bless. Peace be with you. And now, f*** off back where you came from, you low dog. <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. Happy Sunday. Goodbye. Bye-bye-bye. A wonderful man. A wonderful man. A wonderful man. Yeah, he was so nice. It was it was really a good time in Brisbane. Now that's now I don't know if you caught that because I don't know how the sound quality is. Number one, number one, everybody. We are the top selling book of Australian poems. Banjo Patterson, you're a loser. Les Murray, rest in peace. Further down the chart, we're number one, baby. Number one. Ah! How many have we sold? Not important. Okay. How long were we number one for? And are we still number one? Not important. The important thing was that for at least several hours over the weekend, we rose up to number one. And I can now officially claim 
number one best-selling author, James Donald Forsbacan. Hey? How does that feel? Oh, you better believe we're going to use that, you know? We're going to use that for promotional reasons. We're going to get ourselves on the ABC. We're going to get on other people's podcasts. We're going to get on literary podcasts. We're going to try and get onto writers' festivals. And we're going to drive all that traffic to people listening to this podcast. And when the book comes, the book is it. Now, if you get the book, there's a QR code on the last page of the book also taking you to the podcast. And then we'll have so many listeners that we'll be getting the advertising money. And I think this will start kicking in in the next few weeks. And then finally... We'll be buying that boat next year. That is the plan. That is the goal. That is the aspiration. Other aspirations. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mm. You know what? Let's not have aspirations. Let's have affirmations because that's what we do on this show, and that's one better. Affirmation, we're going to buy a boat next year. Affirmation, we're going to keep pushing these books of poems. Affirmation, we're going to... I might go past a McDonald's and buy myself a cappuccino so that I can do the very last amount of work required to move house. I've got so many things I want to talk to you about, dear listener. Usually we do the affirmations at the end, but there's a lot to get through. There's a lot to get through. Now, I spoke about the audiobook. Yes, I recorded the audiobook of the Book of Poems this week, including Sean Haylock's glowing introduction and Anna Freer's glowering introduction. Both excellent introductions. I really enjoyed reading them. And if you subscribe to the Patreon, link below, JDFMCP, that comes after slash, and that comes after patreon.com, uh, you can get the audiobook. And also the extra bonus episodes of this podcast. Anyway, so I did the audio book and that was a lot of fun. And you can get it there. And it's all been so fun that I've even started on my next book of poems. Because I think poetry, for me, maybe it really is the answer to wealth. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm ready to say that out loud that I think it's really happening. But I think, yes, the James Donald Forbes McCann catamaran plan has proven to be the perfect launching pad. Hmm, launching pad, probably a mixed metaphor. A launching pad for a boat podcast. Uh, it's, a, it's a marina. It's a port of safe harbor that we might launch the poems that might go out to the new world of the internet. Amazon. Hmm, there you go. Is it Amazon, the Amazon, and then return with the, the spices of extreme wealth. Is this a tortured enough metaphor? Is it? 
<coughs> the point is, thank you. Thank you for buying my poems. I hope you enjoy reading them. And that money can go towards us building the journey to boat ownership. And I've enjoyed writing those poems so much. I've even started writing a new book of poems. Yes. I might have another book of poems come out. Why not? So that's uh, Marlon Brando 911. It's only been out two days and I'm already thinking about another book of poems. Those are beautiful poems that everybody will love. So I've started work on a new book of poems, which is uh, tentatively entitled uh, Unpleasant Poems with Limited Appeal, as opposed to beautiful poems that everybody will love. And uh, The first one I've written is uh, called My Monkey and I Have Something to Hide, which is a play on I've Got Something to Hide. No, excuse me. It's a play on Everybody's Got Something to Hide Except for Me and My Monkey. A great song by John Lennon and the Beatles. But, so I thought I would write, My monkey and I have something to hide. And I read this poem to my wife, and she was unfamiliar because she's a bit, you know, she's of that generation that wasn't constantly being uh, heavily advertised to about the Beatles. There was a man, we just got Beatles stuff left, right, and center uh, through to the mid, late 2000s. You know, I am Sam. And then compilation CDs, and it was just thing after thing after music magazine with the, the Beatles on it. And then I think if you're a little bit later and a little more of an internet person and less on the printing press, I think it's very reasonable that you don't, you know, you might like the Beatles songs, but you might not be familiar with every single um, C and D side uh, song on the White Album. You know, you might just stick to your back in the USSRs. And uh, your dear prudences, I actually don't know where those are. Half of what I say is meaningless. I love Julia. So anyway, I've written this poem. It's called uh, My Monkey and I Have Something to Hide. Oh, sorry, the point of me talking about the Beatles is my wife didn't know there was a song called Everybody's Got Something to Hide Except for Me and My Monkey. And she thought that I'd just written a sort of semi-disgusting poem about me and a monkey. Because I woke up and I wrote down, I said, Honey, listen to this poem about me and the monkey. And she went, Oh. And then later on I told her about that song and I checked it. She didn't know and she said, oh, I just thought you were, maybe had a dream about, uh, you know, being intimate with a monkey. Anyway, my monkey and I have something to hide. I'm sorry, but I can't reveal what it is. If I told you what monkey and I have been doing, the police would take me away from my kids. And I doubt that I'd get to see monkey again. So if I am to avoid imprisonment successfully, my unquestionably actionable monkey activity must be undertaken entirely clandestinely. They say everybody's got something to hide. Monkey and I do not doubt that that's true. But there's no, there's simply no way that the thing that you're hiding is as necessary to hide as the thing monkey and I do. I imagine one day you'll all be more enlightened and we can live openly, free from your shame. But until such a time, which might never come, my simian proclivity dare not speak its name. That was My Monkey and I Have Something to Hide. One of my unpleasant poems with limited appeal, as opposed to the current book of poems, Marlon Brando, 9-11. Beautiful poems that everybody will love. There are a couple other things I wanted to mention. Driving off to Melbourne tomorrow, I got a gig at the Rugger. I'm doing a, a corporate gig, and uh, that's on Wednesday, and it's black tie. So I have to 
driving over tomorrow and then I'm going to spend Tuesday doing a podcast, someone else's podcast in Melbourne. And then on Wednesday, uh, this gig is on. So I have Tuesday to find a tuxedo and to not spend too much money because I'm poor. But we'll get a tuxedo. And then I thought maybe I'll just do all my comedy in a tuxedo from then on. Because the only reason I wouldn't rent a tux is I've got an excellent gig coming up in Wagga Wagga soon that's also black tie. And a wedding that's black tie. And there comes a point in a man's life where he says, well, that's three events fairly evenly spaced. I would have to rent a tuxedo thrice. Is it merely time for me to buy a tuxedo? A monkey suit, if you will? Everybody's got something to hide except for me and my monkey who have even more to hide. That's a line that could find its way into that poem. What else did I want to mention to you? Uh, when are we actually getting a boat? Very good. Moving house? Very good. The audiobook? Very good. We're number one? Very good. And Marlon Brando, 911, Number one in poetry. Which I imagine must be actually quite unpleasant for people who have genuinely given their lives to poetry. Uh, just for me to be some Johnny-come-lately swanning in with my novelty boat car. You know, don't you hate it when people swan in with their novelty boat podcast and go to the top of the charts with their book of poetry? I understand. So, uh, If the poetry establishment rejects me from here, I'll make my peace with it. But I'm a renegade, you know? I'm an outsider. I'm giving the people what they want, no matter what these petty, a-commercial elites have to say about it. I am the Isaac Butterfield of poetry. I am the, uh, uh, the um, I'm the, uh, I'm trying to think of another example. I am uh, the, well, you know, all those YouTube boys and the Instagram boys. I'm them, but of poetry. You know, in comedy, oh, I'm a creature of the system. I'm an absolute insider. I'm just, I'm all slapping backs and not saying anything offensive. But in poetry, I'm a rocket man firing my way up the charts. Oh, I imagine the disdain with which they must look at me and say, those aren't even real poems. There's either not any rhymes or far too many rhymes. The metre, why, he's just read us, uh, uh, frankly, uh, I think dog rule is the official term for that poem about his monkey, Monkey rule. And you know what? I don't care. I'm here to dominate with my poem. <laughs> I'm making that boat money with these poems, baby. Uh, but not really. Is I think I've actually sold not very many copies. Like, yes, I, I, I don't know exactly how many. The reporting system isn't good, but it's it's not heaps. And it's number one which really just goes to show people hate poetry and they don't like buying it. And that's why I'm so grateful to you, dear listener, for having bought my copy of Poems. I'm so grateful for you to listening to this podcast. I don't know if I already said this, but earlier today a young... Uh, well, actually, they were older than me, so I won't call them a young couple, but uh, uh, they, uh, they had more energy than me. A sprightly, wonderful couple from... Uh, Mount Barker, Nairn type region, they came and they picked up a chest of drawers from my house and I didn't think I'd manage to sell that chest of drawers. It's a lovely chest of drawers and we just don't have room in the new house. And I put it on Facebook Marketplace and I 
people kept writing to me wanting it. And I thought, oh, thank goodness we finally managed to sell this chest of drawers. And then they're asking for my phone number and my email and my, you know, passwords and that sort of business and my home address to my new home. And it's like, oh, no, it's a scammer. It didn't used to be scammer. I should have known it was a scammer. All their posts are about Hungarian politics. They have one low-resolution photo and um, they don't appear to have any friends. I guess I was just so desperate to sell that cabinet that I, I looked past some of the things I didn't want to see. Oh, But anyway, this lovely, lovely couple came and they got this cabinet. And I'm so happy and I hope, it, I hope the cabinet brings them real joy. And uh, as it brought me joy, I tear up now thinking of the cabinet. And I tear up thinking of all the things that I have to bloody move out of this house. Oh my goodness, there's so many things that I have to move. I'm in my car at the moment. It's basically we're, we're just moving. Uh, it's the shed. Yes, I don't know even how we're going to light the shed. But oh, I'm tired even thinking about it. But you know what fills me with joy once again, dear listener, is you. I want to thank you. I want to thank all the people I think in my acknowledgement section in my book. I want to thank my wife. I want to thank my dad. I want to thank my brother. I want to thank Aggie. I want to thank um, Whiskey. I want to thank my mummy, my mum. Hello. Mum, I'm looking forward to going on this drive tomorrow. It's going to be great. Mum and I are driving to Melbourne with the family. Oh, I've got to put the child seats back in the car once I'm done moving hours. That's going to suck. Affirmation. How's that for an affirmation? Well, I love you, I miss you, I need you, I want you. Cameron Ho. Minimal editing, I'll just get rid of those swears. We'll be back next week, possibly with me wearing a tuxedo while I do the podcast and with more editing. I want to thank you for listening. I want to say God bless you. I hope you have a glorious day. I love you, I miss you, I need you, I want you. Cameron Ho, everybody. Ciao for now. Ow! It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.